0: Welcome to the GW Business of Sports Podcast. We talk about sports, careers, mentors, leadership, and a lot more here, and we do the show from the Foggy Bottom campus in Washington, D.C. I'm Mark Hyman, professor in the Business of Sports program at GW. My producer is Henry Levy. With this episode, we're wrapping up season one of the GW Business of Sports Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed these conversations with leaders in sports and business, all of whom visited the GW campus in just the past few months. The guest on this final episode of this academic year is Brendan Sullivan, president and founder of Head First. Head First is a company all about kids and sports, and some of those kids are now GW students. On a visit to campus recently, we learned that several students in the Issues in Sports course attended Head First Camps and College Showcases, Small World. Brendan and I had a chance to sit down a little bit later and speak about Head First and broadly about the intersection of sports, entrepreneurship, and risk-taking. Thanks again for listening. See you in the fall. Brendan Sullivan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's my pleasure, Mark. Thanks. Really appreciate it. So I I should say, um, as kind of a disclaimer, that that you and I have known each other for quite some time, maybe 8 to 10 years, that we share an interest, perhaps even a passion, in youth sports, and that people interested in your background can actually read about that in an excellent book, written coincidentally by me, um, in which... You talk about how you got into the business of youth sports, um, but I think it would be helpful for you to give just a brief elevator speech about Head First.
1: Sure. Uh, yes, I consider your book the, the go-to resource on this, uh, this process, so um, thank you. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed our various connections over the years. So Head First uh, today is an entity organization based uh, here in Washington, D.C., uh, that runs camps, events, and experiences for young people ages 3 to 18 across the country in a variety of interests. Um, We run summer camps, we run major league experience baseball camps partnered with major league teams, and we run recruiting events for high-performing student-athletes in baseball and softball who dream of playing at the next level. The organization had first started 22 years ago when I was a professional baseball player. I grew up here in D.C. Uh, I played my first minor league season in Idaho Falls, Idaho. I knew I needed a job when I got home and I decided to take my uh, rookie league baseball card, Xerox it a hundred times, uh, add a little word processing to it and mail, uh, mail pitching lesson flyers to some folks in the D.C. area. And had first began with a single pitching lesson, uh, me and a 10-year-old, on the bullpen of my alma mater, up the street, and uh, has grown quite a bit since and, and matured as well.
0: So, what made you think that that was a good idea? Was there a lot of planning that went into xeroxing your card a hundred times? I have no <laughs> idea.
1: I'm not even sure it was a good idea. Um, I, 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 knew. I was convinced, of course, I was going to be a major league baseball player, and I would I would not need another career. That didn't work out as well as I, I had originally thought. My, my playing career lasted about six years in the minor leagues. Um, I. Really, the, the only job I, I jobs I had growing up were coaching jobs. I, I had wonderful coaches myself. They ran camps. And when I was in high school and college, uh, I would go work at their camps as a counselor and a coach. And so I, I knew I enjoyed it. I knew I enjoyed the impact of it. I I am the product. I certainly was the product then of fantastic coaches. My, my mom and dad were able to find their way to schools and programs that... my siblings and I really really good coaches and so that was a big part of my life at that time and so there I was in 1996 I knew I didn't want to sit behind a desk all day as a paralegal or do something because what I really wanted to be doing during my offseason was preparing for my next spring training and coaching gave me the opportunity to do two things one is keep my eye on the ball so to speak on my career my professional baseball career but then also do something that uh, that I loved that was flexible enough to fit within that schedule um, of, of my own workouts and, and hopefully could have the impact on young people that my great coaches had had on me.
0: Hmm. At, at what stage did you begin to think about this as a career as opposed to something to do when you weren't actually pursuing your career?
1: It, it, t- it took a little while, and, and I... I, I tell folks sometimes when we're training staff that, that headfirst didn't begin with a business plan. It didn't begin with a website or raising capital. It really began with, with an ex- experience that I was creating with those, those kids that I coached. and It was very um, cyclical, seasonal for the first five years where I would come back and coach here in the DC area from September through February all the while getting ready for my own season and then I would go back and play and and wherever spring training was and then wherever the Padres I was in the Padres system wherever they sent me I was of course highly focused on my career but also I really liked having um, having this little entrepreneurial venture on the side so instead of sitting around watching soap operas all day like some of my teammates Um, I had something to keep me busy. I was thinking about marketing the next year's programs or reserving the facilities or fields or speaking to the coaches that I knew I needed to help um, help run the programs the next fall. So I think somewhere in there I I realized, hey, this, this has some legs. But I was trying to be so in the moment with my career. I was truly hoping that I'd play in the Major Leagues. My career took a jump about halfway through those first six years, and all of a sudden I was in AAA, a phone call from the Major Leagues, as they say, so I was close, and it wasn't that much of a crazy dream that this might happen. Uh, Meanwhile, I'd also applied to law school at the end of college, and so I think in my head I knew if baseball didn't work out the way I wanted it to, I was probably going to pivot and check out grad school um but then I just it 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 lit a fire in me that I I haven't been able to extinguish
0: Mm. the the business side of what you do I mean I know that you're good at the people side of what you do I know that because I've observed you being good at the people side of what you do in my class and and in other settings but the business side is that something that that was comfortable and and for you at at the beginning or were there skills that you were developing over time
1: um, well, thank you, first of all. I appreciate it. And I think the business piece is something that is still very much a, a growing part for me and for the organization. I feel like, again, based on people I had been around in the early years, I, I, I had and we had good instincts about how to take care of people and how to take care of customers. And from the very beginning, phone calls were returned. Um, we were organized. We made promises and we kept them. Um, we focused on finding great people. When it, when the business moved from just me coaching, where literally every program that head first ran had Brendan Sullivan picking up the mic and starting the program, coaching the kids, and then closing the program with parents listening. Um, as we grew and needed more talent, focusing on on finding really inspirational people to be connected with with young athletes. And so I think. Instinctually, there were things that have carried through to today. As the business has grown and requires much more uh, sort of business infrastructure, of course, it's been a it's been a learning uh, period. I went to law school for a semester a semester and change. Um, I, I haven't been to business school, um, and I've really learned uh, on the fly. And I've learned by being around uh, really good and smart people and asking questions. And so, uh, I think. I and we had pretty good instincts when it came to how to care for people and how to care for customers and how to build excellent programs, how to create experiences that kids and families would love. And that's really been our guiding light. How do we create a program, um, no matter what it is? Is it a program for a three year old who's learning to go to a, uh, something other than daycare for the first time at our summer camps or uh, a major league camp program where you have a little league player who loves the Yankees or the Red Sox or one of our showcases, each one of those athletes or campers is different and their needs are different but we create experiences to try to bring the best out in them and I think that that's been the red thread throughout 22 years and we've had to learn some of the other business pieces along the way by listening and by bringing in good, good folks to work alongside us.
0: You know, at GW, we talk a lot about relationships and networking and trying to impress upon students the importance of building, the, to the extent that you can as an undergraduate student or a graduate student, um, to build those, those networks. Tell, tell us a story, a story, if you would, about a relationship um, that has uh, crossed over and, and been uh, valuable to you in a business setting
1: sure um, and, and of course a great question and I've heard you say this to your students before and um, couldn't agree with it more and I think that running a business um, like mine that's A based in my hometown and um, and our customers now are folks that have been sort of in our in and around our community and either were friends of mine and now have children or um, is it the, the power of, of the network and impressing upon Even the young people who work here, yes, I know you're 23 or 26 and you're only a couple years out of college, but you have a very, very powerful network that, even though you might not be able to draw a line to how that's going to help you right now or help the business, it will nurture it, um, go out of your way to get outside of your comfort zone and meet as many people as you can. And so I think that's helped us. One story I think has has been super helpful is when I was playing in the Padres system, Larry Lacchino was the president of the Padres. I was a minor leaguer in the Padres, and Larry Lucchino had far more to worry about or consider than, than me, and I had a relationship with him that had gone back a few years, and, and, I, and I nurtured it, and, and I think he nurtured it with me, and we, we connected occasionally, and we connected in sometimes about what my experience was as a minor leaguer in his organization, and you can imagine the president of a major league team most are not all that consider, you know, thinking about what's going on in A-Ball. And and we managed to have a, a build a connection and really, we had a relationship coming into that time, but really built trust during that time based on our ability to connect. And gosh, 13, 14 years later, uh, we had an idea to start Major League Baseball experience youth camps. And Sure enough, Larry Lachino had moved from San Diego to Boston. He was the president of the Red Sox. And talk about having more on his plate than the youth camp of the Red Sox, but I knew based on my relationship with Larry that if I knocked hard enough and enough times, I would at least be able to get five minutes of his eyes on a concept that we were pitching. And that idea was Red Sox, you and every other major league team are desperate really focused on connecting with your your youngest next generation of fans um, but you don't in house have the expertise to really run the quality of youth programming that your customer is going to demand so I do, you have this Red Sox brand, let's put those two things together, let us op create a turnkey Red Sox camp that uses your brand in your communities and so I got this in front of him it took me about a while to get to knock on the door he finally looked at it when he did um, he said I like that idea and he passed it to his VP of business development and the rest is history and this is our 8th year of running Camps with the Red Sox I've been in touch with that VP of business development Tim Zhu as recently as last night who's become a fantastic contact for us and it truly we now work with 6 major league teams this summer we'll put over 4,000 young people across the country in the major league uniform of their favorite team, and give them a week-long experience to learn to love the game, love their love their hometown team. It all comes from that connection that I had made with Larry Luciano 15 years ago, and the persistence of knocking. And knocking over and uh, over and over again and getting his attention on it when he was in Boston.
0: Yeah, and that is a great story. I could not have ordered up a better <laughs> example of the power of networking. And, and, and the relationship is even deeper than, than what you described because your dad and, and Larry Lucchino, of course, were law partners at mm-hmm. Williams and Connolly. Mm-hmm. So just another another layer of connection and, and way to think about networking.
1: Yeah, and I think, Mark, and it is a good point. I, I think my sense is that younger folks, especially with all the the connectivity, can be that can be done online. I mean, the amazing tools, of course, LinkedIn and every other social tool that that, are, that we use and we encourage our team to use. The the ability to move, sort of look, see beyond what a connection might be able to do for you in that moment, um, and say, "Gosh, I don't really quite understand how this person might be able to help me, or I might be able to help them now." But I'm going to make that connection and sometimes it can be walking up and looking someone in the eye and shaking their hand and saying, I'm Brendan Sullivan. I do this. I'd love to stay in touch with you. Um, that happens. I, first of all, I do that to mentors and folks in my network, and it happens to me a lot. We work with a lot of high school and then college folks, and I get notes and letters all the time, and it's amazing how down the road that will that sort of come back to roost. I'll give you one more quick story. Um, there was a left-handed pitcher... Who came to one of our showcase camps from a high school in Brooklyn. He came about five years to one of our showcase camps and he happened to be a sidearm pitcher. And I've told this young man this, he was in the bottom probably 15% of the physical ability at that particular camp. Soft throwing, left-handed submarine pitcher. Really, really thoughtful kid. I was a submarine pitcher. So when I see a soft throwing submarine pitcher, I tend to gravitate towards these folks. I made this connection with this young man, helped him with his mechanics. Um, To his great credit and and the power of his work ethic and determination, he turned himself into a college pitcher at Kenyon College. Um, We stayed in touch just over that connection. um, Jack spent a summer interning for us a couple years ago, and about a week ago I talked to him and he just took a full-time job with us and will be joining us here in our office in about four weeks all based on that connection and the fact that Jack himself thanked me, wrote me again, stayed in touch with me, made a point to connect when he was in D.C., and who knows how Jack's career will end up. I know from knowing him it's going to end up very, very well. I'm very proud that part of it's going to be here. Would not have happened without his sort of you know, proactive networking that he did with me as a 19-year-old.
0: Mm, a lot of lessons in that story. So before we go, I just wanna um, congratulate the Sullivans on the birth last week
1: of Brendan the Fourth. Brendan the Fourth was actually born on it's it's uh, was born last week on Monday, on Monday. So he's two days old and uh, we're thrilled.
0: We're Fantastic thrilled. news. Good to see you, Brendan, and thank
1: you. Thanks for